0: Good evening, all you creatures of the night. Tonight, we take you on a walk within the woods to a secluded cabin in order to get away from the fast-paced rhythm of the city. A weekend away with friends to relax. You'll get cozy, but soon enough, the drinks start flowing and the sin creeps in. Demonic spirits enter the cabin and take hold of the mind and flesh, turning your friends against one another in a bloodbath of dismemberment. Amidst the maelstrom of eye-bulging pus, mangled fingers, and foaming bile, will you be able to make it through the night with your humanity? Num quid vivier fasie sesum. records.
1: Look at me, Damien! It's all for you!
0: That's the power of Christ!
2: Help you it's a it's a it's a it's a don't you blame the movies movies don't create psychos
1: what's blood for if not for shooting
2: i'm your number one fan. fan
1: we all go a little
2: mad sometimes
0: Welcome back, all you creatures of the night, to the It Records Podcast. It is I, one of your hosts here at the It Records Podcast, Matt Johnson. Thanks for joining us here today. And uh, we're joined, as always, by the ever-charming, the benevolent, the magnanimous, Peter Hansen and Lindsay Clark. They're here again, guys. The trio, the terrible trio is here.
1: Here we go again.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Hey, you got an and this time. That's... That's pretty good
0: for billing. Yeah, I try to. I try to switch it up. I think I. I use the same adjectives a lot over over and over. I think he uses magnanimous like every episode. But I've never uh, heard
1: yeah. that word so much until I came to this <laughs> podcast, and I—that's not a bad thing.
0: I mean, you guys just radiate that quality, so I that's think a perfect word. You're just saying he that. Says, he says that word
2: a lot, but he doesn't know what it means. <laughs>
0: you like magnets, right? Magnanimous? You're fans of magnets?
2: Obviously. Who isn't? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, guys, I appreciate you being here. Um, we'll roll into um, the movie we did here in a second. Uh, but just to kind of set the stage, if you listen to the last episode, we did Fright Night, which was kind of us going back into the vault, if you will. It was the first episode we ever did on the podcast. And we kind of – it was just me and Pete at the time. Um, So now we're kind of like going back in, rehashing, looking at some different viewpoints. And Lindsay, we get Lindsay's feedback on some of these movies. And we're doing that again today. But before we kind of give you the movie that we selected from the past, um, guys, I would love to know, what have you been watching, horror or otherwise?
1: Welcome to the show. It's time to find out what the terrible trio have been watching, or who has been watching
0: them. All right, I think we usually start with with Pete. So, keeping with tradition, uh, Pete, have you been watching anything horror otherwise recently?
2: Yeah, I got a nice little movie list that I'll like oh, share you it with you guys. So. I believe so. When was the last time we recorded? Was it like your B day? Was it my B day?
0: Yeah, it was like right era? before the new year.
2: That's right. So, like, I told you that I was like watching, that's when I watched The Outsiders for the first time. I told but you guys that. Um, then I watched The Grifters in the same day, which is like, have you seen that movie?
0: Um, no, but who's in? Is it who's in that one? Share in that one, or my no, way? It's on? John Cusack. John Cusack. Yeah. I just know the Community episode. Well,
1: now I gotta um, see it. John Cusack. Say no more.
2: And his mom is played by what's? Oh my god, what's her name? Is it Angela Bassett? No, that's that's totally wrong. Is
0: that an actress now, nowadays? I guess Angelica still
2: Angelica Houston. Sorry, I don't know why that I get their names confused.
1: John Cusack in the eighties and the nineties is like my favorite thing. Go on.
2: Anyways, and then I watched Little Rascals for the first time. I don't remember watching it as a kid.
0: Really? I mean, the movie that came out when we were a kid, That Little yes. Rascals. That Little Rascals. Cool.
2: I rewatched Who Frame Roger Rabbit, because I love that movie. In Kanto I watched.
0: Oh. I've been hearing a lot of people like that list.
2: one. It's yeah. good. I liked it. I watched Ghost Ship, which is horror. <laughs> and then I saw the new Scream movie in theaters. We've talked about that off mic. I was a fan of the new Scream. Uh, then I wa- changed the pace. I watched Something's Gotta Give with uh, Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine after that. And then oh, most recently, Deja
0: Vu with Denzel Washington. <laughs> Oh, that's quite the eclectic mix of, yeah. Yeah. of films. Yeah, I think
1: you covered just about every genre there.
0: <laughs> all right, so Pete touched every genre for us, so we could check all the boxes of what I kind of did, I didn't watched. even realize <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Um, but Lindsay, then, have you, were you able to hit the variety that Pete did since we've last talked and what you've watched?
1: I covered the one genre he did not cover, and that's trash television.
0: Um, of course
1: you know that probably isn't too surprising to anybody um that remotely either knows me or has listened to these podcasts since we started doing this segment but um don't worry i got it um so i was reading a memoir by one of the former bachelorettes hannah brown so after i finished i kind of did it backwards i read the book first and then i started watching her season so you know it's really unfortunate because, like, my husband for some reason doesn't like the Bachelor franchise, so I have to watch it alone. I have three episodes left, and they're over like each episode is like an hour and a half, so it's very time consuming. Oh man,
0: I did not know they were that long,
1: yeah. So, is, yeah, that's been taking like, up a lot of my free time. Go ahead.
0: Is, sorry, is the Bachelor like an hour and a half? like – Runtime on TV, like including commercials, or is it like a two no, hour it's show like three that's three hour hours. Oh my god, if, I didn't know that. If
1: you watch it like live, which I don't, because you know, even if we had cable, I wouldn't. Um, for that reason, it's like literally three hours due to all the commercials, but like if you watch it on Hulu, they kind of cut it down to an hour and a half. Um, so it's a bit more manageable, but still very time consuming, and it's not like I'm like really learning anything or educating myself like it's really like it's hard to talk about so i figured i would tell all of you
0: yeah no i appreciate that because i well one i did had no idea that the bachelor was that long like an episode so that's (laughs) education to me at least i I guess yeah yeah but i i took a stroll down trash tv lane i've i've since come out of the rabbit hole for a while, but there was a good amount of time where I was watching like 90 day fiance. Really? Um, what are some some of those ones that were on Netflix as well? Like the circle. If anybody ever heard of the circle, um, I watched a lot of those. I got really deep into like reality, reality TV shows like that.
1: I did not see that coming with you.
0: I had to, I had to venture into it. I had to tip my toes. I mean, it's a segment of entertainment that I needed to, to at least watch now i gotta sit down for three hours of the bachelor or the bachelorette <laughs> prepare, prepare Man, for like, it.
2: that's some dedication right there that's like
1: it's that's not lot. something to brag about though it's like out of everything <laughs> that's what you choose but so have you been watching these uh this genre recently matt or tell us tell us what you've been into lately
0: I, I haven't been watching Trash TV recently. If you would have came to me a year ago this time, or like even six months ago, for sure. I was definitely like, I was watching like all the 90 Day Beyonce's, I feel like. Or what is it? <laughs> and there was that spinoff show. I can't even remember the name of it, but I watched it. Um, but recently, in terms of like TV, a couple of shows I've been watching, and one of them is kind of new, Curb Your Enthusiasm. But I've been starting that from, like, scratch and working up to Season 11, which is the newest one. Yeah, how far are you now? I'm about ready to be on Season 9.
2: Yeah, so you're, you're going pretty quick.
0: Yeah. I, I moved through them pretty quickly. Pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, So there's that. And then I watched Pen15. Uh, I finally got around to watching that on Hulu. And it's really good.
2: Courtney, really likes that show. I haven't watched it yet, but... I know she really likes
0: it. I'd recommend it. It's quick because it's like the first season, I think, is like 10 episodes. And then there's an animated special. Oh, sorry. Take that back. There's a first season of like 10 or 12 episodes. And then season two is broken up into two parts. Um, There's like seven or so episodes, seven or eight. And they did an animated special in the middle. And then about seven or eight episodes, I think, after that. And then it's over. Okay. They're they're done. Like That's the end of the show. And that second half just came out in December of 2021. So it just ended. I recommend it. It's a really good show. <laughs> but that wraps up <laughs> some of the shows I watched. But in terms of like... Actually, these are all horror-related to some extent. I saw Scream as well as Pete did. I saw that twice in theaters. Actually, the second time I saw it was in the theater by my house. And unbeknownst to me that was the last day that theater was going to be open and so <sighs> I, I was there for the like one of the last showings ever in that theater so what a weird twist of fate. Like, close <sighs> yeah i think they're just closing down it was I, I, maybe it's just a slower area for them and then also they're one of the older theaters i would say where it's like they don't have the reclining chairs they don't have the food in service they don't have like a bar outside it's got like the old gaming stations instead of like where you'd maybe go get food so maybe they just thought it doesn't have high traffic and they didn't want to like upgrade to these new things so they thought they would just shut it down
2: cut their losses and run kind of thing
0: yeah so R.I.P but I'll find more movie theaters to, to go to and and while doing that though I watched all of the other screams uh, scream one through four but to round out my movies that I watched, um, these are actually upcoming. But by the time you hear this, I will probably have seen them. Uh, Crimson Peak is playing there's at, the, at another theater nearby. They do Cemetery. Oh, sorry. It's Cinematary. So like every Tuesday, they play like a couple horror movies. And uh, uh, this upcoming Wednesday is Crimson Peak. So I will Yo, be going to see that.
1: I've actually <laughs> seen that movie. And I yeah. thought it was really good. That's I saw that movie awesome. in
2: theaters actually when it came
1: yeah.
0: out. Yeah, same. Yeah. So it's
1: been a minute. I, but that Garibaldi Del Toro, right?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I really like That's that one awesome. a lot.
1: Enjoy it.
0: Yeah i I will. And then the following week, the next Tuesday is Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, and I'm excited for that. We're not here for either of those movies, just so you know. We're, we actually true. watched a new one. We didn't watch a new one. We're back in the vault, but we rewatched a movie that we did prior. And without further ado, the movie that we went back to is the 1981 film, The Evil Dead, directed and written by Sam Raimi. That is the movie that we did. And if you haven't heard of it, you didn't watch the last episode, real quick, it follows five college students as they take time off to spend a peaceful vacation in a remote cabin. They find a book and an audio tape And they are told, they find that the evil will basically be summoned to to their cabin if they read any of the incantations in the book. If they read them aloud, then something bad will happen. They do, if you can imagine. And these friends find themselves helpless to stop the evil as it takes them one by one with only one survivor left with the evil dead and desperately trying to fight them until morning. That is the evil dead 1981, Sam Raimi.
1: So this was like a triple threat by Sam Raimi. No, it was his directorial debut. He and he wrote it. No, only double threat. He wrote. No, and, and it was, yes, it was his first movie. He directed it and he wrote it.
0: Yes. He, okay. He, Nailed it. He did it all. And if we're going to be technical, he actually did. You know, star in it, and so, not star, but he was in it as well. He was a part of this movie where he he physically is in the film as far as i remember like at the very beginning when you see them like kind of avoid that truck and there's two fishermen that like wave at them and they're like we're not waving at you or something like that that's actually i believe Sam Raimi and then uh what's his name is it Tabbert the producer who's who sticks alongside Raimi for like Spider-Man and all the other ones uh that's actually them and then Raimi does the voice of like the the evil dead or the deadites uh, when they're saying like, join us, join us.
1: Oh my That's God. A-
0: as you could imagine with like this being a low budget film, they probably sure. wear a lot of hats. Everybody.
2: Yeah. Do you know if he did the voice of the deadites later on?
0: I don't know. I would, I would imagine he didn't as it got bigger. Cause I feel like army, not army, not army evil dead two is s- six years later. Probably had a bigger budget. I'm assuming, maybe he didn't have to.
2: Definitely do had it. a bigger budget because, like, it just looks better.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's basically like the same a same film, but with better a better production a value. Se-
2: it's a remake sequel. It is it's, it's it's very
0: weird. A requel. <laughs> it know. is a requel. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, did you guys kind of get um? a little bit of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe at first, like with the friends kind of like all in one car driving on, you know, a trip and, you know, it doesn't so, take long for things to go in like a different direction than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, You know, this isn't really a slasher. I mean, it's scary in like a different way, right? Like it's more splatter and we deal with uh, possession and like both are like super scary, but in a way like this is almost scarier because, you know, what happens in this movie is like it's your own friends that you can't trust anymore, you know, as they proceed to become victims one by one.
2: Yeah. I never really made the comparison to Texas Chainsaw before. That's interesting that you say that.
1: Just in the beginning. Yeah.
0: it? And, and you're saying it reminds you of the Texas Chainsaw Master because of like the friend group, like traveling mm-hmm. together to mm-hmm. that. I see that now that you pointed out. But for me, what really jumps out for Texas Chainsaw Massacres when they like go into the house. And I think it's Scott who's like walking around and there's like that one room with like the weird things hanging from the ceiling. And I was like, this reminds me of like Leatherface's family's house um, where he's got all that stuff hanging around. So I guess now I see it a lot more even in the setup (laughs) for the movie.
2: I always liked, I think it's more later on because I feel like I'm combining because I've seen A lot of Evil Dead material since I've seen this one, the second one, Army of Darkness, the remake, and the TV show. (laughs) Because I think Sam Raimi's got like a little comedic touch to him. um, Where like, it's like, they like do like, oh, I'm sorry, like, it's really me. And then like, they turn evil. Like, it is like, they always like, they always like get you a little bit with like, Maybe this person is fine, and then they turn into the deadite. <laughs> like I just feel like he always does that at a very like opportune moment.
0: Yeah, and that's something that I was curious about. Is like, do you think that was like some of that 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 you're, you're you're talking about where they're they're changing back from the deadite to one of the normal humans? And some of the other instances in the film that seem humorous. I was wondering if you thought that was intentional by Rami or it just came off because of the low budget, like they tried to throw things together or some was intentional humor.
2: See, from my, what my understanding of this movie is that like, they tried to make a serious horror movie and then like, it came off as funny, but like, I really don't think this one's that funny. When you watch the second one, it's like, way more comedic like they have Bruce Campbell like hamming it up in the second one where he's like very toned down in this comparatively
1: I think it's build it's like that there's like comedic elements in it but I kind of like didn't pick up on it to be you know, so I kind of agree with Pete I, think I don't it was know just if I really f- picked up on that
2: I think it's, and I've seen a lot of low budget horror too. So I think maybe I just, maybe I'm just like more accustomed to low um, budget than other people. Cause like, I didn't find it that humorous and the other ones like very much lean into that. Like they like really embraced that since like, oh, they didn't take us too seriously. Let's just like really lean in. To the home, to the humor, since that's what they think we are.
0: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think this one, there are those moments, but I don't think all of them were intentional. I think some elements, knowing Sam Raimi now, um, and some of the shots he uses, might have meant to have some comedic effect. But definitely, it ramps up in the later part of these franchise, and even like Drag Me to Hell, which is Sam Raimi. It's another horror movie. I think that has a lot of horror comedy. I really well. like that movie a lot. I do too, um, but I think maybe he saw, you know, people saw this more as somewhat. There is some comedic elements, and he just kind of like really played into it with the next one. And I think, well, I am not saying they're they're like just comedy. I think he just kind of found that that nice middle ground with the Evil Dead series and Drag Me to Hell. Later, I like that one a lot. Yeah.
2: A scene that I also like to go back to is like in Spider Man Two, where like they're trying to cut off Doc Ock's arms with the chainsaw and it's such so many evil dead callbacks with the chainsaw and just how it's set up. And it, Oh man, I just love that scene so much. Like it's just like a perfect horror scene in like a fucking comic book movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and to that point, uh, I just went doc, Ock, which is, you know, Sam Raimi did the Spider-Man trilogy, but they also, I think they do like kind of a POV shot of Doc Ock's arms in that one too, which they do. They do. is very reminiscent. I think of a lot of the POV tracking shots you kind of see in Evil Dead, which is I agree. his first film. So he's still using it in blockbuster movies and Spider-Man 20 years later. And I think I definitely see it as like a, a, it's, it's not, he didn't invent it, but like, it definitely feels like a Ramy shot when I see it. Rami, not Rami, <laughs> Ramy shot.
2: That, I always thought the shot of the, I don't even know what you call it, the spirits, you know, the, like when the book is read and then like it just like going to the house is very interesting how they do that. It's very effective.
0: Like the opening tracking shots and stuff or like when they yeah. open the book of the dead? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. How did you feel about Bruce Campbell in this movie, Lindsay? I want to hear you. Is this your first taste of the chin?
1: Yeah, the only comment I have is not even really about Bruce, but why does he have a girl's name?
2: Ashley? Ashley?
1: Ashley is not what I have a problem with. Ashley Joanna is what I have a problem with.
0: Is that his middle name? Yes. (laughs) I I didn't know. Did they say that in the movie? Like, did Cheryl say that to him, which is his sister?
1: No, I I actually found out by looking it up on Wikipedia. So That's funny. I didn't know that. I didn't either. So
2: They comment comment on it in the show. So, like, I guess, spoiler alert, like, Ash goes back to his hometown in the TV show, and they, like, all think he's, like, a creepy murderer that killed his sister. And then... that's and a like cool his, spin,
0: though. Yeah.
2: yeah, Yeah, and his, like, dad... Well,
0: he like, did kill his sister, wants, so... Whatever,
2: but. ...wants nothing to do with him, but, like, and he's just like, you fucking named me Ashley. <laughs> I just think it's... So it's let's like start daddy, there. Yeah, they make a joke about it, which I thought was funny.
1: <laughs> That's so sad, though. Like, he's been through so much in this movie only to, to go home to yeah, yeah. that reception. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you didn't think people were going to make fun of him? Come on. That's like the first thing you think of as a parent.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you should.
0: Yeah, A Boy Named Sue, the Johnny Cash song. Would have told you, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, I was kind of curious. You said you had seen, this is the first time watching Evil Dead, and this is like a splatter one. It has some supernatural elements to it. What were? What are your thoughts on the level of gore and carnage in this movie?
1: Thought it was a bit much Uh,
0: More than Dead Alive?
1: I, you know I I haven't seen that movie since we last Recorded on that, so that's been Four or five years years now
2: Dead Alive is is a lot bloodier Dead Alive is a lot bloodier
1: I, yeah, it was a little Too much Um, Some of those images are burned Into my memory right now um, So I can like Kind of visualize them still and i think um the cgi especially at the end was like super super obvious i was just like okay like i appreciate what you're trying to do here um
2: oh you mean the stop motion that they did
1: or yeah whatever they were doing i was just like um why stop here you know you've already you've already gone this far Oh yeah i it was it was super grotesque like this movie is in no short supply of gore. Um,
2: <laughs> it's true,
1: and I mean that's the reason why it has this NC seventeen rating, right?
0: Yeah. What and else the, would it be? The verse. Okay. Oh Swear words. No, I mean there's no nudity. There, right? Right. I guess there's there's one scene of like side boob, but that's
1: oh
2: the fucking tree branch.
0: The tree branch. Yeah. I think that's that like was violence. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's true. Right? There was nudity there, yeah.
1: Do you guys think this would it. still get rated NC-17 today?
2: Yes, because I think the rating system is
0: tougher now sure. than it was before. I think was so. I
1: spit on your grave rated?
0: I thought that was NC-17. That is absolutely okay. NC-17. Ins- well, was last, last year, House on the left as well when it first came I out? Think it, I think it actually was rated
2: X because I don't think they had NC-17 at the time.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think yeah, I Which think means- kind of read it became NC-17 in like 94.
2: Yeah, cuz like that basically meant that like it was a pornographic film. Huh. like and then like it then like no one saw it except for people that go and see those movies.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. This movie packs a punch to say the least.
0: I wonder, though, if it was made today, because I feel like, as we said, their intention was to make like a scary movie. And a lot of this comes off as like, it's just really bloody and like gory. And like, because you have to dismember the bodies. If this is your first time hearing about Evil Dead, that's like one thing you have to do to actually like get rid of the demon, the dead eye inside of the person is to dismember them. But I wonder if Sam Raimi, I mean, I know there's a remake. <laughs> they did a remake his movie. I uh, like it. But I wonder, it, Sam Raimi didn't do it. Like he was, I think he was a producer, maybe, but he didn't like write and direct it. I was curious if he made it like identical to this movie, but he did like the same blood and violence as Drag Me to Hell, because that is that's PG thirteen. I'm pretty sure Drag Me to Hell and there's blood in that, but it looks so like fantastical, like it's it, it's like so. Taken away from like, oh, that doesn't look like real blood, or like when her head gets smashed, it looks like CGI and her eyeballs come out. If you remember that, Pete.
2: So I think violence is more accepted in the ratings board, but sexual things are not. So they crack down. Like I feel like I've I've talked about this before. I think like eighties movies had like a lot more nudity, and even like seventies too. Like you just like had like. Films with like a lot more nudity, and I mean, just think a fucking airplane that has boobs in it—that's PG or G, yeah. I guess I would say, because I don't think PG existed then. Um, and now, like, if you have boobs, like, that's but, most likely I think that's an, an R, R movie. Right? Yeah. yeah, like, unless maybe you—if you do it for like the—if you do it a specific way, maybe you could get a PG thirteen, but like, that's going to be an R.
0: Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure smoking cigarettes now might put you at an R rating. I remember reading that at some point. Right? Oh, they, don't wanna, way. they don't want that in like a kid movie, like a PG movie or something. Like So it looks like you can just smoke cigarettes. Definitely. But, oh, and that, that's what I was going to say. Sorry, I came back to my point. That's why it also surprises me that in the remake, I always feel like one scene that particularly sticks out is the, the tree scene, like the tree rape scene.
2: In the remake, yeah.
0: And that's in the remake. Like that's, it is. That's in, that was 2012. Was that right? Around that time? 2012, 2013. About that. I remember. Yeah. So I was surprised that made it, you know, back into the remake.
1: Yeah. But it's a little surprising.
2: Because I saw it in college and I took my roommate that I like just like it was like we were very fresh into us like being roommates and I was like, oh, I want to see this movie. Like I love the evil dead. And then he like during that scene he's like Did that tree branch just uh, rape her and I was like yeah I I forgot that was gonna happen <laughs> and he's like oh okay <laughs> like yeah it is like, it's like like one of the first like one of the first times we're hanging out
0: <laughs> that's the first movie you take them to yeah it, it's interesting one because of the ratings that we're talking about they kept it but also like. It's a remake reboot, quote unquote, but like the story is different. Like it's not the same exact storyline. Um,
2: it's very similar.
0: Right. But then, but it's like they're taking her there because she's an addict, right? And they're, it's like supposed to be an intervention. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: there's, there's little differences. And they try and make like rules. Like I feel like Evil Dead doesn't really follow any rules.
0: It makes all. its own rules. It's in the Necromonicon.
2: It kind of does. It kind of just makes its own shit as it goes. But like in the remake, they kind of try and like have a set rules. They're like, oh, you have to like amputate the infected area to stop the spread. Like they like took like things that worked in the mo- previous movies or like and made them rules within the film. If that makes sense. No,
0: yeah, that does. Yeah. Because I think the only rule in on this one was like, you have to dismember them. Like that was it like to, to rid them of it. And he figured out on his own, like he threw the book in the fire because he just, he saw the person smoking or something, but that wasn't like, and it was all from that one tape. Which which by the way, the book is called the Necromonicon, right? Or my. That's correct. I
1: think so. Okay.
0: But it isn't stated in this movie. It's called the book of the dead or I wrote it down. It's from the the Kandar tribe. Um, Yeah. But it's actually not said in the first movie, but I think it just, the lore of the evil dead is the Necromonicon.
2: Yeah. I think they just kind of like accepted it as that's what it is.
0: Yeah. We're keeping it. Yeah. That's (laughs) well. So two things, I guess, before we can kind of roll into our trivia and defender destroy here, uh, I had two questions since we're talking about the gore. Did you guys have a a cringeworthy moment? Like, what was the moment? Which Was any of them like you yeah, had to pause it, turn away? Pete, I know you've seen it a while, but was there one at least that stuck out to you? Either one can take the floor first.
1: I think the one that I'm still seeing in my mind is the one where, like, it's like the image of the eyes. Like, when there's, like, blood coming yeah. out of the eyes. I'm just like like I can't get it out of my head. Um that's just one. There were a few, obviously. Um there I can't think of them, so they didn't affect me as much, but that one really stuck with me and I'm like didn't need to see that. Could have lived a full life without that. But here we are.
2: <laughs> Good the fun. eye stuff is messed up. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely I forgot what movie it was, but like someone they did like our extreme. I want to say as a jerk. Argento, he always fucking does weird shit with the eyes, and like well, he, like the, a razor blade to the, the eye. opera. Yeah, it's fucking
1: opera, isn't it? Yeah,
0: opera is where he like. You should watch opera, Lindsay, if you don't like eye stuff. Because <laughs> he <laughs> he the killer like for this one woman, he'll like kill people, but like tie her up and it will kill someone in like front of her. But he keeps her eyes open by like taping taping the bottom and top of her eyes with, like, nails that are, like, pointed down. So, like, if she shuts her eyes, she'll, like, poke herself. So she has to keep her eyes open as this person's, like, killing somebody she knows.
1: Oh, my God. Forget
0: okay,
1: her, <laughs> oh.
2: got some problems. Yeah, he's got <laughs> some issues.
1: I mean, I, th- I think that's what you kind of have to draw that conclusion, you know, when you're watching something like that, like... Yeah. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the whole point of that movie. Yep, there's some other gross shots in that scene, but I, I digress. No pun intended. I digress. So that was, I stuffs always gross. Pete, do you have one that still sticks out to you? I know it's you might be you know desensitized to this movie at this point, but
2: I am pretty desensitized at this point. I mean, I agree that scene is definitely like oh like oh god, but like yeah, I'm a freak and – I guess don't have any emotions.
1: <laughs> Desensitized.
2: Yeah. But like anything that's like real life, I'm a baby. Like if like if I hear something that sounds a little spooky, I'm scared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just like, it's funny. Cause like, you know, it's like, it's easy to, you know, the separation of reality for me. It's just like, this is just a movie You know, it's not real Right So, like, I'm not, like, that affected There's definitely movies that have, like, affected me But, for the most part I have a pretty strong gut, I
1: guess Was I guess there anything for, me- for you, Matt? Yes
0: Yeah, there are, I mean, the eye stuff I think, as you mentioned, is gross like, especially Scott's I hate Scott's, and maybe that's when you're talking about Where he gets his eyes, okay. like, gouged in, but For me, the two scenes that always do it, one is, like, the pencil to the Achilles and, like, digging in. Yeah. But the the worst one, where even watching it this time, because it's been probably a couple of years, I think, since I've watched The Evil Dead, uh, that I was like, oh, gross. was when he buried uh, his girlfriend, Linda, didn't dismember her, but buried her because, you know, he couldn't bring himself to dismember her. He cares for her, so he just buried her because she thought she was dead, but she comes, shoots back out of the ground and, like, rips through his jeans and then starts to, like, claw through his skin. And it's, like, all bloody. And it's, like, just her nails doing it. It's, like, going, like, to the bone. That was just very unsettling. Yeah. So, I mean, like, good on them to make me feel uneasy, but... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
2: Sam Raimi is also pretty good about, like, taking it to the extra mile.
0: Let's see here. Before we kind of move into... Trivia, I wanted to do – I wanted to bring up, I guess, a couple of things from the last episode that we did. Two corrections and then just a couple of things to bring up. Pete, um, in that last episode, you had a creepy headline from Frank, – Frank and Poop was the person who submitted the story for the creepy headline. And then you also presented your own creepy headline. I don't know if you remember doing that. You said, I have a creepy story. No. I do not remember this. You provided a creepy headline for yourself that basically, I don't remember the entire gist of the story, but you like went to a neighborhood nearby. You said it was like a richer neighborhood and it was not lit by like normal lights, but like gas lights.
2: Okay. I forgot that I told you this. I know exactly what you're talking about. And you
0: saw a figure like in a car or something and it freaks you out.
2: Yeah. I said, I pretty much said I saw a Dementor. A Dementor. (laughs) That's, that's what it looked like. They were they were walking a dog, and then just like, I could not see a face or hands. It was just like a figure. And it just like, yeah. this gave me that dementor vibe. Yeah, I forgot I told you that story. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's in the Evil Dead episode, our we exclusive.
2: We, all, we were all just like bored. You know, we went to the park. We didn't even do anything illegal. It was just fucking after dark. You're like, you're not even allowed to go. Got in trouble for being in the park after dark. Right, yeah. And it's basically the worst that we did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't be up too late. Like, we're
2: just like, yeah, we're just like, we got nothing to do. Let's just go to this park and fucking hang out. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So then another thing to bring up from from last episode, I guess it's not directly related, but Lou Taylor Pucci. You guys know that actor by name? Yeah. Oh, you do. Oh
1: from spring
0: right yeah from spring That's so he's he's in spring he's the main protagonist but he's also in the evil dead remake he plays eric okay. i believe he's got really long hair
1: that.
0: the long-haired guy in, in the remake is lou taylor Pucci, who was in spring that we watched but then uh final thing before trivia sorry Lindsay, but correction uh one is a correction I need to make from the last one. I was listening to it today and I said this movie took place in in Michigan and it's definitely Tennessee. It takes place in Tennessee and I said Michigan so correcting the record on air that I said it was in the wrong place.
2: There's that uh, you know newspaper experience coming in we yep. need your attractions. <laughs> you got to take your
0: attraction. I think they, they're, they're Michigan State students. And so then I absolutely yeah. just said it's in Michigan. But they do say they just crossed the Tennessee border uh, at the very beginning when they're going in the cabin. And then finally, Pete, you and I had a discussion in the last one that was about how, like, there's the Hills Have Eyes poster in the basement that was torn up. Um, and then you thought that Craven – in nightmare on Elm street had a poster torn up of the evil dead in Johnny Depp's room.
2: I didn't think that. I do remember thinking that
0: you're like 90% on target. It's not a poster, but when he gets killed, he's watching the evil dead. Okay. So yes, you were correct. Um, we never said anything on the air, but yeah, he's watching it when he gets killed. But yeah, that's it. That's otherwise, a spotless episode, all all correct information. <laughs> hey, we have to
2: be crystal clear on this.
0: I <laughs> do. Is going to the Library of Congress someday. But
2: <laughs> that's right. It's yeah. Culturally significant.
0: And with that, then Lindsay, do you have any trivia for Evil Dead?
1: I have some, yes. So yes, yes,
0: yes. yes. Um.
1: If anyone's out there trying to promote your new horror film, it would be helpful if you could have Stephen King endorse it. Stephen King, like, saw this movie, I guess, and, like, because of him and, like, his, like, you know, recommendations that that he loved this movie, um, which, of course, they capitalize on this, I guess, later on and, like, the film's ads... um, It really helped, like, because he liked it, it, like, basically everyone else was like, well, we like it too, Um, you know, and, like, everyone wanted to see it because of him. So, and then after that, it led to New Line Cinema picking it up. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really get better than that, you know, when the king of horror likes your film.
0: Did he... Did he see it And I'm sorry if you said that. Did he see it at cons or did he see it like before that and then said it was not really good? I am sure
1: on that one. Let's I was see. kind of curious if he
0: saw it like before somewhere and then it got picked up.
1: That would make I the most s- sense.
2: Yeah, I could see that happening Like, because yeah. – I mean I could see him being there. Like why wouldn't he – like he would absolutely yep. be invited.
1: He went to the 1982 Cannes Film Festival and was blown away by the film calling it the most ferociously original horror film of 1982 even though it was really filmed in 1981 but you can't have everything
0: <laughs> Yeah that that's going to help especially like at the if it's 82 he said that even though Stephen King doesn't like The Shining like that was 80 1980 and I feel like people were like we terrified of The Shining. And so then he's like, hey, if you like that, this is the most terrifying thing out there. That's going to get people in the seats.
1: Yeah. So.
2: It's so weird to me that King hates The Shining. Sorry. I just. I, I don't just, know. I just. I, I didn't just even know that, that actually. Way.
1: Moving on. Um I thought this was kind of funny because like. Okay. So the script like calls for all the characters to be smoking pot you know when they're listening to the tape together so the actors decided that they should do this actually and uh the entire scene obviously had to be reshot due to their quote uncontrollable behavior i just think that's kind of hilarious and like totally worth a shot at least like you know method acting at its finest but yeah you know like i said you can't have everything um And so kind of touching back on the rating um, they were speaking about earlier. So, as Pete said, I believe um, this movie released as an X rating in 1994. It got, you know, um, revised to NC-17. This movie was, like, banned in a bunch of countries, right? I think Germany was one.
2: I mean, I think right away if you just say, like, rated X England – Okay. it like i feel like for some reason during those years england was banning like a shit ton of movies
1: okay yeah so um despite thatcher, that thatcher huh despite... right, was thatcher around then oh sorry
2: matt
0: with was what? thatcher
2: thatcher involved at that point
0: thatcher would have been 80s first i don't know if 81 but definitely the 80s like because The same time as Reagan. Reagan was 80 to 88. It was her and Thatcher. And I was like, I feel like very conservative period, especially in like the media. Oh, yeah. Like things got really tamed down in terms of ratings during that period. Sorry, Lindsay, please continue.
1: It is okay. Um, Basically, I was just going to say, you know, this movie, even though there's like a ton of controversy and – it wasn't allowed to be shown, you know, a bunch of places due to the, you know, rating, the gore, you know, and all of that. It's still regarded as one of the best horror films out there. Um, and I think it did well, if I'm not mistaken, kind of moving into box office. Um, critics loved it and audiences loved it, right?
0: I know I know, it was a box office success, like, because it was a low budget. It was like 300 something thousand dollars Uh and I know it made over a couple million, I think close to $3 million in terms of box office. So yeah, it was a huge success when it came out and I think it's like 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like I looked that up. I know that's not all critics, that's everybody, but this one's definitely beloved by a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. There's one last thing. Um, You guys may already know this, but apparently there's Evil Dead Rise coming to HBO Max this year. Will you be watching?
0: Oh, yeah.
2: So, is this another
1: movie? I guess.
0: Yes.
2: Taking place after the show? Or?
0: I don't know much about this story, but... I believe, yeah, it's a film that's going to be directly to HBO Max. Yeah, it's okay. a film.
2: I did not know this was coming out, so I just mm-hmm. I just don't know how to react.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen a trailer or anything for it, but yeah, I mean it's it's official. Like it's this year now, Yeah, it's going to be coming out. But without further ado, if that concludes um, our roundup, we can move into Defender Destroy. That good. All right. We've reached the
1: conclusion of the podcast. Congratulations
2: on making it all the way. You have one final
1: challenge. The terrible trio will decide whether this movie passes
0: the test. Choose wisely. Defend or destroy. Well, I will choose wisely. I guess this was my pick, my repick. I don't know if I picked it originally. I can actually look that up. But <laughs> I picked it this time as a, In the Vault. And I'll make it short and sweet. I defended it. I defended it last time. I defended it again. I always enjoy watching The Evil Dead. I love the franchise as a whole. But it's always fun to come back to the first one, um, the start of it all. And I, I enjoy like that low low budget uh, nature of it all. Um, you know, the, the humble starts for Raimi, um in general, kind of putting this movie together. It's, it originally was this like prototype movie he made called walk within the woods for like 2000 um, bucks into this movie into like, now he's a prominent director. Um, so I always have a good time watching this one. Um, so I'll continue to defend evil dead.
2: I guess we'll save Lindsay for last and she's the new one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to continue to defend this movie It's I will say it's probably My least favorite of The Eagle Dead franchise Like including the TV show um, But it's Still you know Got a lot of good things going for it And like he shows a lot of promise With like such a low budget And Obviously like I mean, the fact that he probably had so many different hats on, like you were saying earlier, like, it's just, like, pretty ridiculous that he had this much dedication to make a movie. And you just gotta appreciate that. Yeah. So I had to defend.
1: Okay. So Drum roll. There are some good things about this. I think it's fast paced, which I really appreciate. Um, you know, I think it's edited very well. Um, gore factor, as we covered, it's definitely there. It's a bit much for me personally. Like, okay, I get it. You know, a lot. I, I, What I will say is that, you know, I saw a lot of things in this movie I'd never seen before. You know, that being said, it's a different but that doesn't mean I liked it. I just think, you know, it really embodies a true horror flick, what that should be. You know, I just, it's just too much for me personally. I didn't particularly enjoy it. I felt like it was lacking a little bit um, of something. I don't even know if I can put my finger on what. Um, Perhaps, you know, I felt like the plot was kind of thin. I don't know. It's not for me, but this isn't a... I liked it or I didn't like it segment. It's a defend or a destroy, so I will defend it.
2: I think you would like the sequels better. The later ones. They, yeah, they lean in more on the comedy. So I I'm think, open to them. Yeah, that the extra goriness doesn't seem as horrific,
1: mm-hmm. I think. Like, I feel like the gore overshines, you know, all the other elements of the movie, I guess.
0: Yeah.
2: I think I agree with you on that. Like, it's just like that's why I kind of say it's like my least favorite. Like, Evil Dead Two, I think, is like probably the perfect blend of what like the franchise was trying to go for. And like, okay. in the end, where like it's seriousness and the comedy and the gore, whereas in like Army of Darkness, they like lean really hard on like the hokiness of like it's just got some great fucking one-liner. So it's just like hard to hate on it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting. We should probably do those at some point too, but it'll be interesting to kind of see the progression then, um, you know,
0: but I think if I can, you defend it, but might not have enjoyed it so much. I'm wondering if we've had that. I know we've done destroy but we'd recommend it. I think we've done that. We've done. I destroy it, but I recommend well, it. I don't know you, if we've done a defend. I didn't really like it. Have we ever done that?
2: The only reason why I think you said that is because it technically didn't count as a horror movie, so we kind of like erased it from the record. It's uh, what we did. Source sorry. sorry. Um, the, the yeah. Thank you. The okay. when freaking movie, where it's like we watched it and we like determined like no, it's not really horror. Um. So. You you destroyed it because it wasn't horror, but you liked it so much. So like, I think that's slightly different since it's like not really like a part of our, our official list.
0: Yeah. So yeah, this is like a first defend the movie, but probably won't watch it again for a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't think of an I can't think of an example of that happening.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: trying to be more objective this year.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you That's like fair. you know you you don't have to feel a certain way. You so at your heart content.
0: <laughs> but as I have the movie playing here and I'm watching the stop motion animation of them all burning, um, I think that can conclude <laughs> the episode where we have a unanimous defend. I guess what well, a unanimous half hearted defend uh, for for the Evil Dead. <laughs> and next episode whenever that's released um, that'll be another film from The Vault so stay tuned for that that'll be another one that we've done in the past that we'll be revisiting but until then continue to listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts we are everywhere now and get us on social media Twitter, Facebook, Instagram if you like pictures hey we're there too we like Grams as well. So that's where we'll be at. Uh, we appreciate your feedback and any, anything you guys have to say about episodes. But until then, I'm Matt Johnson, and I will remain in the shadows of the settler in the cabin.
2: And I would be there not reading the Latin. Oh,
1: call
0: back.